Hello, everybody, and welcome to My EdTech Life. I am your host, Alfonso Mendoza, and you can find me on Twitter at TechTeacher1381. Thank you so much for joining us today and allowing us to be part of your morning. And today we have a great show. We have an amazing guest that I've had the privilege to meet during this time of, uh, I guess, pandemic, quarantine, remote learning, whatever it is that you'd like to call it. So I'm very thrilled to have our guest here, Mr. Toby Doncaster, who's joining us from the UK. So Toby, thank you for joining us here today. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your afternoon over there in the UK to meet with right. us and, and just uh, you know uh, participate here in our show and then just bring some great stuff to our audience and just some great conversations and great chats. So Toby, go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name's Toby Doncaster. Um, I'm... Oh, Long story short, I've been an English teacher for 30 years. I work with predominantly what they call ESL learners, I suppose, English as a second language learners. Um, but I also teach English to our 16 to 19 year old cohort. These are learners who have been through the English education system, haven't done too well, and they're now in a vocational college. So our vocational college serves 16 to 19 from school, 16 to 19s, from abroad, who are here to study English as a second language, and adults up to any age you choose. I've, I've, I've taught 75-year-olds how to speak their first words of English. And uh, it's, it's lovely to be here. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome, Toby. Well, that is really interesting, you know, just the 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 type of students that you've worked with i mean 16 to 19s and even adult learners so you definitely you know have to hone in your skills to be able to teach uh, and reach out to all of our learners or all the learners yes. that you have there so that's really interesting so maybe we can talk a little bit about that as we go along but uh, like i said toby's joining us here today and today our topic is you know mental health you know during this time of uh, quarantine, you know, it has been very difficult for many of us just not being able to go out or live our daily routines, uh, go through our day to day just because of so much uncertainty, so much, so many things that are going on, a lot of difficulties with that. So Toby's just going to share something like from his lens, you know, and the part of the show here is just to connect other educators from around the world. And here I know we're based in the US, but the ability that we have to meet with Toby here in the UK and just to see things through a different lens, different perspectives, and cool. just to give let our educators know also that, you know, they're not the only ones that may be going through these tough times, you know, as far as, you know, because of being uh, locked in and in quarantine and, you know, mental health is definitely something that is very important to all of us. So Toby, what are some of the things that you have seen maybe, you know, there in the UK or maybe you have experienced yourself uh, during this time? Well, first of all, um, we had a lot of cutback on um, the number of engaged learners. So I, I think learners weren't too sure whether they were supposed to be engaged, whether they mm -hmm. were supposed to be doing any work, in spite of us you know, being in touch with them by Google Classroom. And that was probably the first sort of learning lesson is that you know, this is something that we should hone and sort of repeatedly do every every step of the way beginning from the beginning of the school year which is to implement digital literacy into our classes so the students are used to you know engaging with google classroom they're used to um creating documents doing surveys doing forms and so on um they they need to be used to working with digital tools, you know, such as laptops or their own phones and sort of, in, you know, looking to see, you know, what are the possibilities of what they're working with. And they need to, in, in a way, um, the engagement that I had, what I started doing is um, every so often on a, on a daily basis, I would send out a video in the morning, a good morning video to my learners and um, explaining what was happening with the lockdown, what I thought, how I felt, you know, what was the day like, what I would be doing with my day. So, for example, I would go out. I'd go out for a walk because this was allowed for us. I'd go out for some exercise. 
I'd be doing some work, you know, and I'd explain what my daily routine was like so that they had some sort of motivation of their own. And um, out of a class, I've, I've got 200 learners. And out of those 200 learners, I was getting between uh, 40 to 60 views on a daily basis of the videos that I was creating. So I knew that this was actually working, you know, personalizing my approach rather than making it a sort of general you know, this is a lesson plan for all my classes. Um, but trying to make it personal for myself was actually connecting with my learners and bringing them from the classroom into my living room, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, that that's just a great way to engage learners. And I mean, imagine the learners too as well, you know, being able to at least have that contact with you either through that message or seeing your face and hearing your voice through that video, I'm pretty sure that for a lot of them that were used to just the daily routine also of seeing you on a daily basis and yeah. working with you in a you know brick and mortar school and now you know that they don't have that. I mean it could have been very difficult for them, but I think that that personal touch, like you said, just creating that short video just to engage them and then as a learner, I know I would probably say like, oh, wow, look at this. It's like my professor, you know, my teacher, you know, sent me a message, you know, seeing how I'm doing, look at what's going on this uh, today, or these are the activities for this week. And like you said, you, you feel, uh, you know, you, you really do feel engaged. And like you said, it's like, now you're welcoming them to your living room and yes. now you're, you're a big family now. <laughs> um, the, the other thing was, to continually innovate you know as a teacher this is this is my advice um what what i found myself doing so my first ah this is a great one my first synchronous lesson and why i don't teach synchronously anymore i started teaching on uh, google meet and i i did uh, a presentation and i'm explaining all the different little bits and pieces and one of my learners piped up and said uh sir I can't see anything. I said, well, wh what are you telling me that the presentation's not working? You know, has, has technology failed me yet again? And he said, no, it, the presentation's too small on my phone. <laughs> so I'm, you know, and I thought, hold on. This is, this is a, a wake up call for me. So I'm trying to present something and explain it, but because the the actual space it's taking up the real estate it's taking up on his phone is so small he can't see anything and i was like guys is, is this affecting everybody and they're like yes yes we can't see what's going on if i so what i had to do is start thinking about real estate on the phone and say right well this is how oh. much they could be so rather than me trying to talk over what they can see i'm going to try to explain it you know, whether it's through video, they can watch the video and then watch, you know, and then engage with the material themselves or try to find other material that works, try to find other platforms that can help them. You know, and it might work that way. So this is what I did with um, Wakelet. I just wanted to show you something. Would that be possible? I've, I've yes. Also, what do I do? Oh, just uh, there at the bottom where it says share screen. Okay. There you go. And then you'll be able to select your screen. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah. So, and then share. And then what I'm going to do. So, this is what I did for my learners' well being. I created two magazines, one for June, one for July. Um, this is when I finally realized the issue with real estate on their phones and what they can and can't see. So this, these were created using Book Creator. And what I did mm -hmm. is that as I was creating the book, I would be opening it up on my phone to check what the font sizes were like and everything else. So the, the, the key points were, was that were the images showing up all right on my phone? Were the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the fonts turning up all right on my phone? And um, because these are for my learners, you know, the language was actually quite simple as well. Because I was restricted according to the amount of space that I could show my learners. 
That is amazing, so, Toby. Yeah. Pardon? I said, that's amazing, Toby. I think, you know, for a lot of us and even here, like Bruce is commenting, Bruce is joining us from New Jersey saying, you know, that's a great point that a lot of students are going to be doing a lot of their learning on tablets or cell phones. And maybe for us as teachers, we never really realize and educators, the, the real estate and what it is that they're going to be able to see. So for you to be able to have received that feedback and be proactive and creating something that they're going to be able to view. I think that that's something that is wonderful. That's <laughs> well, awesome, thank Toby. You. Thank you. Now, book creator goes a step beyond that because what I could do, and I, I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this for every book that I, I start to create. You can actually put audio into the book, yes? So mm -hmm. for each page, I have a little button. I don't know if that's visible. Yes, but it if is. they press the button, it reads the book out to them in my voice. And that was the game changer for me. So my students could read and listen at the same time. Wow. And, um, you know, that, that, that worked really, really well. So, yeah, this was my first book on uh, mental health, trying to explain to my learners what mental health was. Wow. And that is awesome. So you took Book Creator, created something for your students, and then you added that to your Wakelet collection. That is what I call an awesome app smash right there. That is something there that you is go. great, Toby. That's wonderful. And then the fact that you added your voice, and because you said that they are ESL learners, so then they can read while they're listening to you, which engages them. And then they're still learning taking place all while they're learning this topic of mental uh, health and mental well-being. So, <laughs> Toby, that, that is really awesome, Toby. That is wonderful. I really like that project. So that's, that's you know, but this is, this is what I'm, I think this is what I wanted to say to everybody. It's to listen carefully to what your learners are saying or are not saying. You know, if I was to say to them, why aren't you engaging with me? I don't think I would, I, I don't think, personally, I think that if I'd said that, Learners are going to say to me, oh, um, I don't know what to say. I feel guilty for not, for, not, uh, for, for not doing what you expect from me. Yeah? Right. Whereas if, if a student makes a chance comment like they did, you know, they say, I, I can't see. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't see. You know, I'm like, oh, this is something for me to be proactive about. This is for something for me to change. This is for something for, for, for me to to adapt to, you know, this is the reality of, of their situation. Yeah. Um, and, and one thing that I wanted to add is also just that being very proactive, um, you know, oftentimes it's a, you know, things go by and we don't ask students like, Hey, you know, is everything okay? Can you view things? And, you know, cause we have to go through our lessons, things of that sort. But the fact that the student was able to speak up and that you took those steps and you realize like, Hey, you know, this is going to be affecting a lot of my learners, I, I think that I think being very good advice, like you said, too, would be be very proactive in you yeah. know some of these things and adapt and overcome. You know, in the end, we want to make sure that our students get the information that they need for them to be successful as well. So thank you, Toby, for sharing that. No problem. Now, another uh, piece of advice, if you like, it's if especially if uh, learners have more than one teacher, say, so there was myself and a couple of other colleagues teaching the same group. You know, it's important that we all try to be sort of cohesive, um, at least in saying to, to the learner, look, I'm saying to you, do join us. Another person has to say, do join Toby and myself. You know, um, try to get the learner to understand that there's a supportive network around them. It's not just one teacher who's saying, look, you've got to come and join us. You've got to come and join us. You know, make sure that your colleagues are joining in as well. Now, to that end, um, we sent out uh, emails. We sent out texts asking how learners were feeling. And uh, we sent out um, messages via Google Classroom. Um, but it was always in a we and we, we never said to them that uh, what they were doing was wrong. So we didn't, we never said, we're not hearing from you. 
we would say things like, a lot of you have been in touch with us and we're really happy that you're in touch with us and that you're talking to us. Um, you know, what more, what other materials do you think you'd be interested in learning? You know, because we're actually getting, we're, we're getting good feedback from you. So this is the main thing, a consistency between teachers saying, do stay in touch with us, okay? And uh, saying that, you know, I hope you're, you're getting on well with, you know, Mrs. Smith's classes as well as mine, you know, uh, do do her work as well, you know, do make sure that you turn up for her lessons if she's going online. And also using a variety of, um, did I say messaging? Yeah, so it was text, yeah. it was emails and classroom to see, you know, to, to, to get the learner engaged and involved in what was happening rather than just saying, well, everything's on the Google Classroom and you should be using Google Classroom and that's it. You know, we don't know how the learn, what happened to us, what happened to me personally, mm -hmm. was that um, initially it was all Google Classroom and I was really focused on trying to make my Google Classroom the best there was, if you know. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah know, of course. Materials on there, trying to promote it, trying to trying to sell it basically to my learners. And, you know, it was like four weeks later, I, I had um, a learner contact a colleague via WhatsApp mm -hmm. to say, I'm not getting any classwork. What's going on? And we found out she'd never enrolled onto the Google Classroom in the first place. Uh... She'd lost four weeks of, of learning because, you know, we I, I, I didn't know she wasn't on the list, you know. I, there's there's 200 learners and i'm not i'm not here to check that everybody's there what had happened she'd enrolled deleted the app oh, and okay. um, you know so she wasn't getting the notifications she wasn't getting anything and she just thought oh we're, we're in lockdown the college has shut no communication this is when we started sending out texts to everybody to say, please make sure that you're logged on to the Google Classroom. If you don't know how to get onto Google Classroom, please get in touch with Toby. Toby will send out, you know, a tutorial, a video tutorial link so you can see how to do this on YouTube, you know, and so on and so forth. So, like I said, um, you know, one one mode of communication isn't going to work. You, you've got to go through multiple channels to be able to get in touch with your learners. Yeah, and I think that's something that, that that's great that you said because it's very important that all our students are engaged. And here, I mean, look at this uh, student, four weeks without any communication or not receiving any messages because of just a, an error that happened, you know, deleting an app things of that sort. And like you said, it, you know, we need to make sure that we account for everybody, but you build that sense of community too, as well. I think I, one of the things that I, that you mentioned is I just like the way you say, you know, it's just not me, you know, it's all of us. How are you doing? You know, uh, yeah. we're here for you. We're at, you know, how are you doing? I, I think that's something that's very important too, as well. And especially during this time, Toby, that a lot of students, you know, they, they miss uh, school, maybe for a lot of students, that is yeah. their, their safe space, you know, for okay. at least eight hours, six hours a day. And, you know, it's very difficult to not be able to see those familiar faces or the teacher's face and or have somebody make their day. So I think when you include them that way or you phrase the email, the, the phrasing goes a long way. That little touch can definitely uh, play a big role in, in the way the student engages in your classes. Um, yeah. You know, I was just thinking about um you know you were talking about being under lockdown and how it's changed how it's changed the scenario for a lot of people um not being in a safe space anymore um you know i don't know what to say about that i've, I've never i've not really considered my classroom as a safe space as much as um it should be we, I used to call it a social area. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I never, I never thought of it as safe so much as social. People came because they got to see each other. They got to make friends with each other. They mm -hmm. got to speak to each other. And um, it, it could be quite difficult at times, quite challenging because of their English ability for them to communicate with each other. 
Now, what I've noticed, and I, I haven't promoted it yet, but I will be in the future, is the use of emojis and emoticons to, to get learners to communicate in a different way. And I also think, you know, there's a lot available. There's a lot on, available now that learners can use to, you know, try to communicate in a different way. Um, so, for example, I use um, Flipgrid. I'm, I'm not going to screen share again. That was no, such no, a no. lag. But <laughs> on my Wiglet, when I was talking to my learners, I used Flipgrid uh, videos on my Wakelet so that um, the learner can press the Wakelet, uh, the, the Flipgrid video, mm -hmm. listen to what the instructions are and what they had to do, and they could repeat it over and over again. And uh, they've got they can see the facial expressions. They can see me trying to explain it, yeah. and they can pick up on that, that it's a positive thing. I'm still trying to get my learners to use Flipgrid themselves. I think this would be a positive thing. They're still a bit hesitant to, um, to communicate using, using videos. And uh, I find it quite interesting that um, at the beginning of the year, in September, when I asked, I asked them to make their first Flipgrid video, I said, you know, just tell me about yourself. Tell me about what you want in the future. Tell me what you want to do. Over half my classes were saying, I'd like to be TikTok famous. You know? <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, you know, you want to engage with that. That, that, that TikTok uh, community is huge. A, it's huge. B, you don't know anybody on it, you know. And um, But C you know, you'll get to know us. Why aren't you doing it with us? You know, we're, we're here to support you. We're here to look out for you. You know, we're here to keep you safe. And um, my, my, Flipgrid, <laughs> my Flipgrid usage dropped dramatically, you know, down from about when, when, when they realized that people could see, you know, their videos, mm -hmm. it, it dropped dramatically. So I don't know. Face-to-face, -face, it works. You know, videos doesn't quite work, but yet if we could record on video, you know, and learners would get the opportunity to learn to listen to other people's accents, they'd get the opportunity to understand each other a lot better. Yeah, and I agree with that. I mean, video to, for, I mean, for the littles, I mean, they, they love it. But like you said, maybe just because they are older and adults, I think it's just mainly, like you said, just feeling self-conscious of somebody mm. here in the same room is going to be watching, you know, and it kind of goes back to in the classroom when I would have the students present, they would just kind of be very shy because everybody else in the classroom is watching them. But I think it's something that's very important that we see that at least if we can harness that in the communication, like you said, a lot of it could be that the students can see the, the facial gestures, yeah, some yeah. of the hand motions, so they can also pick up on the language. And like you said, I think very important picking up on accents and so on, something that could be very useful. So hopefully, you know, they'll, they'll start taking to that and uh, being able to share some of their learning there as well through Flipgrid. But like you mentioned, Wakelet has just uh, so many tools there when you're creating your collection. I mean, everything from Flipgrid and then you've got PDFs you can upload, YouTube videos, yeah. things of that sort. So I think that's something that's wonderful there too that we can leverage and maybe even, you know, like you said, the, they can just create their videos and maybe just put them, well, it would still be the same way. I mean, there'd be a collaborative wakelet. They would still put up their, yeah. their video there, but, you know, so it kind of goes back to that. Well, I think, <laughs> I think we're going to go from, go back to the beginning. So basically they'll have to produce their individual wakelet, which they will only share with me. Ah, there you go. You know, so they can. That's the thing that I want to see um, happening in my classroom, um, and I'm going to be setting that up in September, which is for them to produce their own individual wakelets based on a topic of choice of their own. So, as I said, we're in a vocational college, so we've got learners interested in motorcycles, cars, carpentry, building plumbing, hairdressing, you name it. You know, we've nice. got learners from all sorts of streams. What I would like to see is for them to start building up their portfolios using Wakelet so that they can, you know, take videos. Why not make videos of their own? You know, take photos, 
um, do write-ups. And the nice thing about the write-ups on Wakelet is that um, when, I don't know if you've tried it, it's got the uh, immersive reading. Yes. So, yes, you, you can change yes. the background to help those who need, uh, who have sight issues. Um, it can read out to you. And uh, my, my joke has always been it reads out with an English accent, which is quite nice. Um, <laughs> but also uh, it can translate into other languages to an extent. Toby, I think we froze, but yeah, I think you're, oh. you're correct. Yeah, sorry, I think we just froze a bit. But yeah, like you said, it, it's something that is very amazing that it can it can change to different languages. And yes. I think that that's something that's very useful. And uh, so one of the things that I like that you said, Toby, is you know having them create their portfolio for depending on what it is that they're interested in. But not only that, but that serves you as a learning artifact of what has taken place but later on should they be interviewing they can they have a portfolio a digital portfolio That's if it. they're interviewing yep. for a job they can share their wakelet with their employer and say hey look at the videos that i've created look at the pictures that i've created and i think that that's something that is great rather than just the simple application form that you can fill mm, out a piece mm, of paper mm. but say hey check out this link and let me show you my digital portfolio I think that's some added value there, and because they're using the tech, the, the technology, that definitely you know gives them a thumbs up on on some of those exactly. Uh, things. So that's wonderful, Toby. I like that idea a lot. Um, but also, you know, when you're thinking about um, okay, so you've managed to produce a portfolio of your own. This is a a step into learning to produce websites, mm -hmm. and the the ability. To to produce a website and to, um, you know, to to sell your product, to sell who you are, to sell your imagination, you know, it's not far fetched anymore. It used to be that you had to know HTML, didn't you? You had to know a specific language to be able to produce something. Whereas now it's drag and drop technology. But what needs to be um, taught to our learners at the moment is, you know what makes a good portfolio if you like what makes a good production and then how does that transfer into a website so that you can now have an employability skill that you can use later on there you go employability skills and uh you know maybe like the progression there would be also like you said like something like a google site that they can do as yeah. well from there and of course you can embed you know uh your wakelet into your google site and things of that sort go. or or like blogger, things of that sort. So, I mean, it, this is great. Like, I think this is a great kind of entry level. And I think a lot of people, you know, like you, yourself, I'm learning a lot from you too as well, just being that I work, at, you know, K through 12, and I really don't work with too many adult learners. But for this, I think that this is so, so wonderful what you're doing, Toby, with oh, the right. digital portfolios. Me, This is something that yeah. I'm really excited about just hearing you talking about. Because, <laughs> like, so one of the main things too is uh, – well, number one, the tools that are available within Wakelet, such as Flipgrid, you've got Immersive Reader, you can upload your PDFs, YouTube videos, anything really much, pretty much that has a link, they can go ahead and put up there. So as they are creating, yes. they're putting up their own creations up there, their own voice, their own persona, like, you know, personality, you know. That, That's right. And, yeah. and, and it's, it's, it's unique to them and they get to share that with whomever it is that they share it. In this case, they're sharing it with you as their instructor. But then, like you said, the employability skill of being able to show how you can create, you created some videos, you've mm. created write-ups. Now, you know, now you're good with some technology here. And so that right there, I think Wakelet has just become just this really full package, um, you know, suite that can really help a lot of our adult learners now these days and imagine how much more so also for our young learners K through 12 yeah. and what it can do for them as they start building up their portfolios at such an early age. So by the time they graduate, they have this portfolio with all these amazing skills that they can pop in on their university application. There you and go. 
There you go. I mean, it, it's something that is amazing. So thanks for those great tips, Toby. Those are awesome. No problem. <laughs> wonderful you work. You them out of me, sir. <laughs> wonderful work, mate. Like, this is really exciting. And we've got our audience members here also that are pretty much excited. I know we've got Bruce is uh, also agreeing with Wake Up Portfolios. And uh, Bruce is joining us from New Jersey. We've got uh, Ben. Ben's joining us also from the UK. Yeah. So Hello, Ben. Thank you for joining us and everybody else that's joining us. We're here with Toby Doncaster from the UK and we're talking about mental health and Wakelet. And man, Toby has just been sharing with us a wealth of information regarding Wakelet and the way he uses it with adult learners. So audience mm -hmm. members, many of you that are out there that you know are looking for some innovative ideas on how to engage your adult learners, whether it be at the university level, you know, uh, vocational level, any sort of level, maybe Toby's definitely sharing some goods here today. So I'm really excited about that. So Toby, like what, what other um, things do you have working on or are your students working on within uh, your classroom itself? I mean, we've gone over the wakelet, you know, creating videos, things of that sort. Are there any other projects maybe you're, you're working with them on? Uh, um, you know? at, well, actually at the moment, I was, uh, what I wanted to do uh, is talking about the, uh, the mental health aspect. Mm -hmm. um, when it came to making the videos, what I was doing, um, this was a project of my own, is I created a Zen garden at the back of our house very small, very, you know, easy to make. And that was the whole idea, creating something myself, showing them the process by video, how easy it was to create, and then inviting them to send photos. So with my adults, this is the big thing for them, because, you know, to, for them to interact with each other and to interact within the college, right from the beginning of the uh, lockdown. I produced the, the garden, took a photo of it, and I said, I want you to arrange something beautiful and take a photo of it yourself. They all got into that, and this was, this was part of their mental well-being. So they went outside, they were appreciating their surroundings, they were being, practicing mindfulness. And then I took it the next step. I said, okay, I want you to go out and I want you to take a photo of something, a place that you like. Go to somewhere and take a photo of nature. Go somewhere, take a photo of a pet. You know, it could be your own pet. It could be someone else's pet. Mm -hmm. Go out somewhere, take a photo of a shop that you want to visit. You know, I'm not asking you to go in and visit it because we were in lockdown. We weren't allowed into shops. Shops were closed. Why do you want to visit that shop? What was so good about that shop? How often did you visit that shop? You remember... My, my English level is very low, very limited. So all we could do is get them to talk about, you know, how often they went somewhere, what did they buy there, mm -hmm. what did they do with it. Um, take a photo of your lunch, your dinner. Who are, you, who are you serving this to? How is it made? Write a simple recipe. Take a photo of the recipe and share it with us. You know, so there was a lot of this. Now, the one thing I did not do is get them to create their blessed wakelets. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, taking all these photos of things that they were doing and, like, getting involved by sending it, they were submitting them to Google Classroom, uh -huh. and I was the only viewer. So all I could do was give my feedback. Oh, that's really nice. Oh, that meal looks uh -huh. really delicious. Oh, you've got to send me the, the, uh, the recipe for that. But I, I never thought, ah, we can we can combine this with Wakelet. We can do a little bit more. So I think, you know, in terms of mental well-being, sometimes you can I can start with a, a simple idea and and de de develop it just a little bit further, just a step mm -hmm. further, just a step further. And I don't seem to be able to get it to the fruition stage. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. I, I go so far, and I'm like, ah. It's the end of the year. I could have done this. This this could have been the project. I didn't think that far ahead. Never mind. Next time. <laughs> well, that's the way it goes. But Toby, I think that that's such a great idea, like you said. And and one thing that that struck me was when you said, "Oh, you know, they turned it into Google Classroom." But I was the you were the only viewer, and you were the only one that can give feedback. 
And so I think one of the things is, is that when you get to do this project again, you know, and having them build up their wakelet, I think it's great that they would be able to share it with one another and get authentic yeah. feedback, genuine yeah. feedback from their other uh, classmates. And I think that's something that's very important for at, the students at any level. And sometimes, it, you know, we, we would assign things as teachers and say, hey, you know, do, here's your composition notebook, submit it to me with the summary of that story. But then, you know, we're the only ones reading it. So how are the students working on their reading skills, literacy skills, um, you know, uh, feedback and or peer feedback, peer review skills, if we don't put it in their hands. So then, you know, something like Wakelet or something, you know, even just a Google Doc and sharing Google Docs with one another. But there's so many tools there. But, you know, this this project that you said, you're, you're just taking it one day at a time. It just becomes really like also a daily journal. It really helps them it too, as well as journal, yeah. Know, and then they can reflect, about, yeah, yeah. They can reflect back later on and say, "Hey, this was that time in 2020 when this happened." But look at all these things that I was able to do or see, and things of that sort. And I think that that's such a wonderful project, Toby. And I hope you get the opportunity well, to do it again. <laughs> what, what I'm what I'm hoping for my students' sake, if you like. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, uh, for those of you with Google Photos on your phone, this is the blessing, isn't it? Is that you take a photo today and then this time next year it comes back again and leaps at you. You say, oh, yes, I remember I, we did this. And, oh, I remember we went out there. And, oh, yes, I wrote about this. You know, as I said, I've asked them to write about, you know, where did they go? Where did they, mm -hmm. what did they see? What did they do? Why did they do it? And so on and so forth. So hopefully it will come back at them, you know, through the use of photos. But really, that was that was the aspect of well-being that I was trying to to foster at the time, because I, I, I appreciated, you know, when at the beginning of lockdown, my learners felt hemmed in, felt closed in. You know, you could only stay at home. Um, I don't know what it was like for for anyone else. Uh, in, in other countries, but we were locked in and we were allowed out uh, to exercise for one hour. And this was me trying to think, right, how do I encourage my learners to go out, to find something, you know, and not to interact with it, but to use your phones uh, to take a picture of it and interact with it, you know, photographically and bring it back home, send it to me, talk to me about it. Um, but yeah, I didn't didn't have the the brain space to sort of take it a step further. Uh, I think that that will be my uh, my regret until, as you said, until September, and we can start doing that. Yeah, but again, you know, like you said, at least you know all ideas start from somewhere, and so the fact that you had this idea now, you get to build up upon it. And like Bruce made a comment here, it even though it, to some people it may seem like something so simple, but it's something so powerful, like you said, mm. like Bert mentions, you know, this this idea of being able to just track things. And, and with the, the use of these activities, you're helping your learners, it, you're helping their mental health as well as they're getting out, they're seeing some things, they're appreciating things that maybe sometimes we often take for granted, you know, as something like going to a store. Now that you can't go to that store anymore, it's like, okay, I'm taking a picture of this store. And then you're asking them and engaging them, what would you buy there? Or the dinner that they're having, maybe it's their favorite yeah. dinner, who they're serving it, and they get to reflect on those things. And I think one of my favorite ones, though, was that that Zen garden. I actually got to see a picture that you shared of your Zen garden in your in your uh, backyard. And I think that that was something great, like, you know, engaging them and say, hey, how about you create something beautiful or what do you see as beautiful and take a picture of that? Because then as an educator, that allows you to see things through their lens also yes. as well as what they perceive as beautiful. And it's something that is amazing and can be eye-opening for a lot of us to just see things from a different perspective. And I think that that's such a, such a wonderful, wonderful idea. And I think this coming September, I, I definitely want to see what you do and you know maybe get a glimpse of those Wakelet collections because I think that that's just something inspiring for myself well, as well I, in my I, practice. I want to put it the other way around uh, because I've, I've all right, we were we were chatting before the show, but um, I've always thought that um, you know 
America has got such a different perspective on things. And I would love to see American wakelets of, you know, things that matter to you and what's beautiful to you, you know, shared across across the Twitter sphere or shared, shared even shared just personally with me, just for me to look and see, you know, Alfonso, what is good for you? What do you love? You know, oh, that is awesome. Hey, so there you go. Hey, guys, audience members, there is we'll call that hashtag the Toby challenge, the Toby Wakelet challenge. So guys, we can take those things, you know, beautiful things, things that we love and so on. And again, it's something that's good for us personally that we can hold on to that we can share, you know, those those things that and open ourselves up to share with others. And like you said, you can even share with Toby. And just to get that perspective, you know, him being in the UK, us being here in the United States, you know, just to get to see things and know people, see different perspectives through a different lens and a different light. I think yeah, that Wakelet definitely lends itself to that. And now that I've been inspired, and honestly, Toby, like the, today, this morning, I'm so thankful that you are here with us today because just with the the what you have shared like right now I've got ideas going on in my head and I just feel very inspired. And I think that something like this, you'll, you'll probably be getting a, a wake lift from me pretty soon <laughs> <laughs> with some of the things that I love and that I'm most passionate about and that I see as beautiful to share with you and, and with anybody out there in the Twitter sphere and the Twitterverse, you know, because I think that would be something that is amazing. So we've got Linda here who's joining us from Canada. It says, Toby, you should connect with Another classroom on favorite things. Another, that's a great way to see things. Maybe there's another. There we go. Sorry, you had a little hiccup there. Uh, so yeah, Linda's yeah. saying here, Toby, you should connect with another classroom uh, on favorite things. So maybe, Toby, that might be something, maybe an activity. Maybe if there's a different school close by or maybe a school in a different country that... you do maybe that might be something where they can interact and you know, not sure what's going on sorry guys but uh yeah so toby i don't know if you cut that last thing that i said um, sharing ideas sharing ideas i think i think we need to well this is my turn now america this something up here this to me um I, I, we'll hold on to your thought and i'm going to grab another thought and put yes. it together yeah, we'll do a we'll do a thought smash. There you go. I like that. <laughs> I've always believed that Americans think big. And I've always admired you for that. You you've always seen the, the big perspective and you've always said, Oh yes, that's great. And then we could do this. And um I think what we need is a global beauty sort of Toby's challenge. So, you know, how far can we take this? How 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 far can we connect with other countries? Yes, we'll show students how many things they have in common, but also things that are different. So I'm sure, you know, like, for example, in America, I'm sure there's a lot of sports memorabilia, which we have, which, are, which is different. Ours is obviously soccer or football, and yours would be American football or um, baseball mm -hmm. and so on and so forth, you know. Um, I'm sure there are countries where there's things like musical instruments, uh, flower arranging, you know, the possibilities are endless, but to be able to share in, it, this is almost like, um, a pen pal, but instead of writing something, you're using imagery to communicate with each other. Yeah, so just a great way to communicate with each other. I completely agree with you, Toby. Sorry, we had a little lag there. Um, so I really like that. Like you say, you, you're really thinking big and outside the box, like globally, global challenge and see how far we can take this. That is something that is definitely amazing, Toby. So I love that idea. Look at you. Look at you, like thinking big. That, that's that's awesome. That's great, Toby. <laughs> But I take it after you guys. <laughs> I'm learning from the best. I'm learning from the best in the business. <laughs> awesome, Toby. Well, Toby, listen, it has been a pleasure to have you here, mate. It, it's wonderful. Thank you. I'm, thank, I, I am privileged to have you here on the show because uh, I want to thank also Global GEG. I, I got to give them a shout out. 
and their staff room, uh, you know, Definitely. meetings. And that's the way that I got to meet Toby through Kat, Abbott, Leslie, all of that group of wonderful uh, global GEG uh, educators and innovators that are out there that we've been able to make this connection. And um, again, like I mentioned, the purpose of the show is to always connect educators, no matter from where they may be across the, you know, like they say, across the pond here in the across United the States, the goal is to connect educators that are like-minded or have some innovative ideas like we just learned today through Wakelet. So you can learn from, our audience members can learn from, but that they can also connect directly with you and uh, yeah. you know maybe share some ideas. And it's all about uh, you know being a connected PLN and that's what the show is about. So guys, thank you for joining us. And if you notice here today, we are also now live on Periscope, YouTube, Facebook and Twitch, and we are working on a couple of other places to go live on. So thank you so much, Toby. Thank you again. Thank you. Any last words, anything that you'd like to share with our audience, uh, you know, go ahead, give them a okay. nice, uh, yeah. Actually, I want, I, I, I did want to share a, a very short story. I'll try to keep it short. Oh, it's okay. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let me think now, 10, 10 years ago, I'm, I'm actually celebrating a decade. 10 years ago, I was introduced to my first uh, sort of 16-year-old class of British English students. And I'd never seen the behavior management issues. I'd never experienced behavior management like that before. I walked into this class and a student would be on their phone. And I'd say, you know, could you just put that away for me? And I turn around to, dis to discuss something with another student, turn again, and he's got his phone back out again. So I wrote an email to the head of IT in my college, and I said, could you please block YouTube? Is there any way we can, I don't know, I'd, you know, I'd, 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 this is how much experience I had with IT. I said, is there any way you can block YouTube? because that's all that my learners want to be on. And he said to me, why aren't you using YouTube in the classroom? And that opened my eyes to, you know, the, the ed tech future that I had, which was, why am I not bringing in videos of content that is interesting into the classroom? So I tried a couple of things, you know, and uh, met with some success, met with some failure. And then I, I walked out of the class during a break and the learners were on a, in an IT suite. And I came back in and this learner was watching a video about um, children's soldiers in Congo. And I said, what, what's all this about? What's this video? And he, he explained it to me. And I said, oh, can we put it on the data projector? So I put it on the data projector and it was half an hour of my learners being totally engaged with what they were watching. And then I said, I can't believe this. Is this real? And one student piped up and said, yes, it is. And I said, well, how do you know? He said, I'm from the Congo. Wow. So the class just erupted. You know, we had students saying, right, I want to find out more about this. So I said, right, write out some questions we can ask him and we can video him. You know, we can do a video thing. And there was some music. There was a soundtrack and the video. I said, why don't you find out about the soundtrack? Where did that come from? And I said, well, let's see if there's anything on the Internet about these children's soldiers. This is amazing. I've never heard of this. You know, tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. And just as we were about to start, the head of IT happened to walk into my classroom and watch what was going on. And he was amazed. This was the first time in our college, you know, 10 years ago, that we, instead of blocking things, <laughs> brought it into the classroom and used it, you know, to the detriment of my learners, so to speak. You know, we used it against them. We used their tools against them. <laughs> and I've been on this journey ever since of trying to find, you know, what do my learners, what are my learners interested in and how can I use it to their benefit? Oh, that's awesome, Toby. That is a wonderful story. And you said it's like we can't, we can no longer teach like Google doesn't exist. We can't teach like YouTube yeah. doesn't exist. You know, we got to leverage those tools. And like you said, use them to our favor to engage our learners and, you know, bring them 
those experiences. I mean, I think, uh, you know, even something like YouTube or uh, with wakelets and the ideas that you brought in uh, today with uh, sharing wakelets also, you know, globally, uh, a lot of, I know that for a lot of us students here, at least in our area, they may never have the, I may never have the opportunity, let's say, to go visit the UK. Some mm. of my students may never yeah. have the ability to visit a different country, but they can get a touch, a, a glimpse through that lens of what that country is, the beauty that is there, and maybe even make contact, you know, with some of those classrooms like Linda, uh, who's here joining us, was saying, you know, being able to connect to those classrooms and give them authentic, genuine experiences. And now that uh, maybe school will be redesigned in that it's not gonna be, you know, for a while, at least confined to the four walls mm, of the building, definitely. but we're digital learners now in a digital classroom. Um, this could be a way that we can connect with other classrooms there as well and get different perspectives. But Toby, that was a wonderful story. And I like also what uh, Dr. Karen Jackson, uh, her comment here, you know, good response to, to them watching the video, no judgment, just asking questions and seeing where it goes from there. And your students, uh, learners were definitely engaged. And just like Bruce said here, we need to listen more to our students and see how they are learning. You know? and then, so that's something that's great. But Toby, thank you once again, my friend. No I really appreciate you being here. And uh, no, I'm thankful you. that I get to call you friend because uh, that's what you are. And at any time that you have some great ideas and things of that sort, you always have an open invitation here to the show. You just send me a message and say, hey, Fonz, I want to share this or this is what's going on. You know, my friend, you will always have a, a space available here, a share space at any time. All right. All right. Cheers. All right. Thank okay. you. And so everybody, thank you so much for joining us and making us part of this morning. Thank you so much for everybody that's joining us also in the UK for making us part of your afternoon as we got to meet here with the amazing Toby Doncaster. And remember, we've got the Toby Challenge that will be coming up too. So start working on those wakelets and get inspired. And remember that you can catch our shows on our YouTube channel. If those of you that are watching on YouTube, go ahead and give us a like and subscribe to our channel as well. And we are also um, on all the major podcast streams uh, also. So please join us there. And I'm going to go ahead and pop in that link here. So you can go ahead and check us out. This is our Wakelet page. And as soon as I'm done with this show, audio will be put up and you will be able to hear this podcast on through Anchor. And like I said, all the other podcast services that are out there. So thank you so much for being here. Join us this coming Saturday as we return back to our regularly scheduled programming for Saturday mornings. We're going to have some great guests and we look forward to seeing you. So again, this is Alfonso at Tech Teacher 1381 signing off and stay techie, my friends. Y'all take thank care. You. Thank you.